Just to give you a massive caveat here, you're only going to double your conversion rate overnight if you can pick up some super low hanging fruit. So I'm going to give you the three types of low hanging fruit that we most typically see on websites and how to pick each one. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen, Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja. We're all about helping you to generate more leads and sales through your website. And that is exactly what this podcast episode is all about. If you've been following Exposure Ninja for any period of time, you will probably know that conversion rate is one of our favorite digital marketing metrics and with good reason. Your website's conversion rate, i.e. the percentage of people that visit your site who take an action, whether that's becoming a lead, buying a product from your site, getting in contact, filling in an email form, whatever, really defines the performance of any traffic source that you're driving as much as anything else. If your website is doing a great job of converting visitors into leads or sales, then happy days. You can drive a lot of traffic very profitably. If your website is doing a terrible job of turning visitors into leads or sales, then it really doesn't matter how much traffic you drive, it's still not going to perform well. So conversion rate is really important. And just to give you some ballparks, we've covered this in other episodes, but just to give you some ballparks about what sort of conversion rates are typical out there, most of the sites that we're sent to review are converting maybe 1% of their visitors into phone clicks, email forms, buyers, whatever the, the conversion goal is on the site. But conversion rates can vary anything from 0%, i.e. no one's doing anything when they land on your site, up to 3, 4, 10, 20, as high as 40% in ridiculous exceptional circumstances. So we've got other stuff which is talking about how to improve conversion rate or what type of conversion rate should be good for you. But in this video, we're really going to take a look at increasing your conversion rate literally overnight. So we're looking at dramatic improvements. Now, like I say, to get dramatic improvements, we need two things. Firstly, we need a site that isn't performing well. If you're running a site that's converting at 10%, it's unlikely you're going to double your conversion rate overnight. If you've done CRO, if you've covered the basics and unless you find something which is you know clearly a problem it's very difficult to double your conversion rate having said that these tips can still be really useful but the second thing is we need targeted traffic to be able to double your conversion rate okay we're not talking about traffic generation in this video we are talking about website fixes but you do need qualified visitors coming onto your site okay so all that being said there are three different types of low-hanging fruit that you can pick if you want to double your conversion rate. First low-hanging fruit is people can't find your call to action. Your call to action is the thing that you want people to do on your site. So it's filling in a form, clicking on your phone number to give you a ring, whatever. It's the thing that you need people to do. And the first type of low-hanging fruit is people just can't find out how to do it. So they land on your website, they're having a look around, but they just can't find the thing that you want them to do. So we're going to look at some ways to solve that and some tools that you can add to your site in order to help them do that. The second piece of low hanging fruit is that people don't like your call to action. So they can see it, they just don't want to do it because it's not appealing, it's not compelling to them, it doesn't help them get closer to their goals. The third piece of low hanging fruit is your call to action is too high risk, i.e. they have some blockage 
to requesting it, to doing the thing that you're asking, either it's a question or an objection, it's something which is stopping them from taking that leap. So in this episode, we're gonna talk about some ways to get through all three of these blockages or these problems, if you like, picking up this low-hanging fruit. So let's look at the first one, people can't find your call to action. So if you look at your website on desktop or mobile, whatever your visitors use, and you find it difficult to spot where your call to action is, there are a couple of really simple tools that you can add to your site to make it more prominent. The first is a live call widget. Now, livecall.io is a service that we recommend so much. We should be an affiliate. We should own the business, frankly. It's a service that we recommend so much because it's really simple and it's really effective. Livecall.io allows you to put a little widget in the bottom corner of your website. And this little widget, it's a little phone icon. You can change the icon, you can customize it if you want but it sits at the bottom of the screen and wiggles and you can even have it pop open at a defined time period if you want. And when people click on this or when it wiggles and it says, a little message comes out of it that says, would you like us to give you a call back? And you can set the text of this message. Well, if someone clicks on the little icon to request a call back, a little pop-up window opens um, that has a countdown timer from 25 seconds and it allows the visitor to put their name and their phone number in the little pop-up. And basically what it allows them to do is request a call from you because the system then rings you, you pick up the phone and then it calls automatically the person who put their number in the widget. So basically the person who's on your website, they put their number in and then 25 seconds later, they get a call from you. So what this looks like for you is you will all of a sudden get a phone call and it'll have an automated message that says, this is a call from the live call widget. You have, insert the name, on the line and then it'll immediately start connecting you with them. So there's not much qualification here, you're not really asking them any questions, it's just a quick, very transactional, simple way to get, to enable your visitors to request a call back with you. So we've noticed that this can increase conversion rate and we've seen it double conversion rate literally overnight. Now there's two ways that it increases conversion rate. The first is it gets you more callbacks. If that's something that's important in your sales mix, in your marketing mix, then great. It's a simple way of getting people to call you. But we've also noticed in some cases that it can increase the conversion rate of non-call conversions, i.e. just having the live call widget on your site can also increase conversion rates for contact forms and other non-call conversions. Now, whether this is because having prominent phone number, you know, tends to increase perception of reliability and trust or whatever, we don't know, but that's the deal. So that's the first tool, livecall.io, well worth it. We have no affiliation, you know, we're not related or anything like that, although we probably should be. So if you sign up, let them know that Exposure Ninja sent you. The second tool is live chat. Now there are loads of different live chat plugins out there. We love talk.2, that's T-A-W-K.T-O. We love it because it's free. You can't really beat free as a benefit, can you? Um, but the great thing about a live chat service is that it allows your customers or your website visitors at the point where they're ready to make a decision. If they have any last objections, they can obviously contact you through live chat. So two benefits here. Firstly, you can actually talk to them and you can answer their objections so that they convert. But the second benefit is that over time, if you notice that people are raising the same issues over and over again, you can fix that on your website so they don't have to resort to your live chat. So over time, this allows you to kind of make the live chat a bit redundant by answering those FAQs, answering those objections, handling them on the site, rather than forcing people to click and go through the process of doing live chat. 
Now, lots of people have problems with live chat. They say, oh, I don't want to be, you know, pinged in the middle of the night while I'm asleep or whatever. With Talk.2, you can set the schedule. You can have the app on your phone or on your sales team or your customer service team's phones or whatever. So it can ping them while they're <laughs> on the toilet. Lucky them. Um, or not, right? You can set the schedule, you can set the rules and you can have it just available on the desktop or whatever. So it's completely flexible. You run it on your terms. But that's another great tool for increasing conversion rate. And because the live chat widget is always available at the bottom of the screen, it really helps if your call to action is buried and difficult to find. The third thing that you can do to increase the visibility of your call to action is make it sticky on your page. In the video version of this podcast on the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel, just go to YouTube and search Exposure Ninja, um, I show you an example of the Google Nest website. Now the Google Nest website, they sell their doorbells and their various smart home devices and the layout of their e-commerce product pages is brilliant because they show you information about the product. It's a really long almost like a long form sales letter type format. But one of the challenges with a long form sales letter format in e-commerce is that people lose the buy button. Particularly if you're viewing the page on mobile, the page is probably, I don't know, 15, 20 scrolls down. So if the button is right at the top and you're eight scrolls down, you've got to move a long way to get back to the buy button. So what they've done is they've made the buy button sticky at the bottom of the page so it's always visible. This means you can see it whatever stage of the page that you're at. So when you're ready to buy, you can see it. Really simple implementation, but making your call to action button or text, whatever visible and sticky on the page is great because it means that the visitor can always see it. So that's the first piece of low hanging fruit, making your call to action visible, making it very obvious to your uh, website visitors. The second piece of low hanging fruit, remember, is that people don't like your call to action. And by this, what I really mean is people don't like it enough to use it. Now we talk a lot about, for example, service businesses offering free consultations. And it's a great thing to offer if you're in the business of generating leads. Let's say you're a solicitor's firm or you're a dental practice or something. Offering free consultations is great because it's a low commitment way that website visitors can turn into leads. But where people get it wrong is they don't sell this enough. They just say free consultation and they leave it there and they expect the visitor to see, oh, free consultation. Well, that sounds amazing. They don't really sell the benefits of this. If you've been on the Exposure Ninja website, you'll know that we run our business through a free website and marketing review. So in this free review, what we'll do is we'll analyze your website, your digital marketing and your competitors, and then we'll record you a video, send it over to you by email, which shows you what your marketing priorities should be over the next 12 months. This is an amazing service. We do thousands of them a year and we spend tens of thousands of pounds on having a structure that enables us to do so many of them for businesses that never become clients. So why do we do it? The reason we do this is because it increases our website conversion rate. If we just said, hey, if you're interested in digital marketing, give us a shout, which by the way, is a pretty common call to action on a lot of websites, we wouldn't get anywhere near as many leads as if we actually offer something of real value free of charge. So what I would think about here is if you're a lead generation business, i.e. you offer a service, Think about the first step in your sales process. What does the buyer leave with and how can you package that step up in a way that feels really compelling? How can you really sell it? You wanna sell the benefits of this first step in your sales process. 
So whether that person leaves with clarity on the potential fix for their problem, whether they leave with some kind of free plan or a mock-up or whatever, that's really the thing that you want to sell as the consultation benefit. If you're an e-commerce business, of course, your first call to action is basically to buy, right? You just want people to buy from your site. So what we've got to think about here is how can you incentivize people to buy from your site rather than somebody else's? Particularly a problem if you're selling direct to consumer and your products are available on other websites. How do you get someone to buy from your site rather than from say Amazon or another site which they might already have an account set up with? What we see in the beauty space is a great model to use here. In the video version of this, I show you the Lancome site and on the Lancome site, they've got a little bar across the top of the page which says free deluxe gift when you spend 60 pounds. Now, what this does, well, it does a couple of things. Firstly, it incentivizes you to buy the product from Lancome Direct rather than one of the other stores that sell their products because you're gonna get a deluxe free gift. What that deluxe free gift is, we have no idea, they don't say it, but doesn't really matter. So firstly, it incentivizes you to buy from them. So that's a conversion rate increaser. The second thing it's gonna do though, by triggering that free gift over a certain amount, right? You have to spend over 60 pounds to get that free gift. What they're gonna do is raise their average order value because if they're smart, they will have noticed that say their average order value is 55 pounds. So by offering a free gift at 60, what they're gonna do is get people hunting around for another one, right? Maybe they add another product of the same price or maybe they go and find the, you know, the, the metaphorical socks on the site just to bump their order value up so they get the free delivery or the free gift. But what you can do if you're really clever with this is as well as just, you know, people think, oh, free gift, I've got to give away something free, that's just gonna reduce my margins. But what you can do instead of just giving away something free is if you give them a piece of a product which you know is popular, you know leads to repeat purchases, actually you can get people in a buying, you know, in a buying frequency. So we've got a client in the pet food space and we've been running an offer like this where we give away a free product with a purchase. And by making this free gift, something that we know leads to follow up purchases, what happens is they get the product, they get the free gift, they give the free gift to their pet, the pet absolutely loves it, and what do they do? They come back onto the site to order more of that product because the pet absolutely loves it. So if you choose your free gift carefully and make sure it's something that leads to follow-up purchases, we don't wanna make it something completely unrelated, we don't wanna give them an iPad or you know something that's completely outside of the box, then we can actually stimulate further purchase. So that free gift with purchase or um, you know, you know, free sample or something like that, very common across beauty and consumables. That's a great thing to test if you're an e-commerce business. If you find this episode useful, then please consider subscribing. And of course, do leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. This helps us to reach a bigger audience. And of course, it makes us feel really awesome about ourselves when we see people giving us five stars. <laughs> okay, the final way to double your conversion rate is by de-risking your call to action. So remember the third reason that people don't convert on your site would be that they are perceiving too high a risk. Now, we've got to frame this. Too high a risk doesn't mean that if they fill in your consultation form, they think that someone's gonna come around and shoot the house up. I I'm not talking about that at all. Risk is relative to the perceived reward. Okay, so what I mean by that is if you just say inquire now, but they fill in their details and they think that a salesperson is probably gonna try and close them immediately, 
that's a perceived risk, whereas the perceived reward, i.e. inquire, is really low. So that perceived risk, a salesperson is going to try and close me and you know, do all sorts of things and persuade me to buy stuff that I don't want is high. The perceived reward, an inquiry, what am I actually going to get from that is low. So that person's going to be incentivized not to act. Okay. So what we've got to think about with the reducing the perceived risk is we've got to make it as easy as possible for people to request our next stage to buy from us, whatever, by removing the objections, removing the fear that they might have. In the video version of this, we look at a bunch of aesthetic clinics in London in Harley Street. And all of these sites are offering a variation of a free consultation. But what most of them do is that they just say free consultation. You've got no idea how the consultation happens. You've got no idea if you're a good fit. You've got no idea about price. Some of them don't even say it's a free consultation. They just say book a consultation. You've got no idea if you're going to be paying for that. You've got no idea who it's with. You don't know if you're a good fit. And it's all a bit too risky. Considering that there's no perceived value in this, it's just a consultation. They haven't said, we're going to help you put together a skincare regime or give you a mock-up of what your face would look like or whatever. It's all perceived risk and it's no perceived reward. One of the sites that we found that does a good job of it actually removes some of this perceived risk by making it a bit clearer exactly what's going to happen. So at the top of their free consultation, they say request a phone or video consultation. So that's one objection handled, i.e. do I need to come to you? It says once you've filled in the form, we will contact you about your inquiry. So that's another objection handled, i.e. what happens next when I put my detail in this form. Then they've got a couple of uh, check boxes next to the page which says discuss all available options to achieve your goal. So we know that this is going to be a general kind of conversation about the process and I'm not committing to anything by requesting the consultation. So think about how your CTA is positioned and think about what would the possible objections be for that anyone might have before they request this thing and make sure that those are addressed on your page. And just remember that risk and reward is a balancing act. If I started a website where there was plausibility that I was going to be giving away an Aston Martin every day, I wouldn't need to work really hard with my call to action. People would find me. They'd do a DNS lookup on the domain and they'd turn up at the house even if they thought they were going to get shot at, right? Because the perceived value is massive. So they're willing to accept a bit of risk. They're willing to accept doing a bit of work. If, however, I just said, chat to me, then I have to work much harder to remove the, the perceived risk because there is very little reward. So this is a kind of two-sided thing. You've got to increase the perceived reward of your call to action, of taking action, of moving forward with your business, whilst also reducing the perceived risk by answering any objections people might have. So those are the three ways to increase your conversion rates up to doubling them very, very quickly, i.e. overnight. Very simple tweaks to make to your site. Firstly, we looked at how to make your CTA more visible using tools like live call, live chat, and also making your CTA sticky on the page. Then we looked at how to increase the perceived value of your CTA. And then finally, we looked at how to reduce the perceived risk of your CTA by answering objections. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to check out the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and search Exposure Ninja. You're a functional adult. You know how to do that. And also subscribe to this podcast episode wherever you get your podcast. Please do leave us a review as well. It really makes a difference. And we go to bed with big fat smiles on our faces when we get happy reviews. Until next week, see you soon.